Yo, what's going on, thinkers? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by the Ville the Podcast. How y'all doing this Monday? Hope you're doing great. Or, whenever you're listening, if it doesn't happen to be Monday, when you're listening today, I'm going to speak on what DeVille thinks about falling from grace. But, before we get into that, of course, as always, I'm going to give a little rundown of my weekend. Uh, I know how much y'all enjoy hearing about my escapades on the weekend. <laughs> Didn't do much this weekend. Watched a little football. Those uh, championship games that was on. Uh, what else did I do? I recorded a show with Yeah About That podcast. On that show, we reviewed, did a classic album review where we basically, we take an album and we rate it. We score it based on the production, the hooks, the features, and um, the, the lyrics. And we also discuss the covers of the, of the albums. So this week we did uh, the Best of Black Market West Cope compilation city brother lich hung and several other people it's my first time listening to the album last week so i listened to that in preparation and then we got in there we discussed it so if you guys want to check that out make sure you go over you can go over to thoughts by the vldi facebook page i posted the link up there or you can just search the guys yeah about that podcast on apple Podcasts or uh, spotify and look them up on instagram Facebook, all of that stuff, man. Check them out. They can definitely deliver some dope and interesting content. And, uh, yeah. Speaking of championships, too. <laughs> I want to know. I, I'm trying to see what what happened. Or what's going to end up happening with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. You know, after the national championship, LSU versus Clemson. LSU won. LSU is... Um, Odell's alma mater so he was in the the locker room with the guys and the guys was in the locker room smoking cigars and so a sheriff or whoever the officer was that was working the locker room came over and told them you know gonna arrest you guys if you don't put the cigars out guys kind of laughed it off and whatever And Odell, Odell comes over and he slaps the guy on the butt. So a warrant was issued for his arrest. I'm not sure if that warrant has been retracted or not. I did see where they, uh, the, the, the law enforcement officer who was involved was saying that he didn't wish to press any type of charges or anything, pursue anything against Odell, which is kind of weird because why is there a warrant out if he didn't want to? do anything because like you know for things like assault and stuff like that i guess being that there was video out 
the state could choose to prosecute regardless to whether or not the victim wanted to prosecute. But I thought that the victim had to want to. No, no, that's right. If the victim wants to prosecute, doesn't want to prosecute, and it's done in front of a law enforcement officer, the officer can still decide that they're going to, or the state can decide that they're going to press charges. Like, for um, for example, when I was working back for a retailer, uh, Burlington Coat Factory, I was working for Burlington Coat Factory, and a young man got caught stealing, and he was a teenager, I think, or whatever, and they took him into the office, and uh, police came because they had a 100%. They had a 100% prosecution policy, meaning that if you got caught stealing there, uh, no matter if it was a dollar or $50, you would get prosecuted. So, officer shows up, and store management even, uh, once he saw what was going on, he did, he tried to, he said he didn't want to press any charges because the kid was young or whatever. But then the officer searches the kid because, uh, you know, during the check and to make sure he doesn't have any other items on him. So he pats the kid down and boom, he has more merchandise stuffed down in his pants. So being that the officer recovered stolen merchandise off of his person, he decided, you know, that he was going to take him to jail anyway. But that's how that worked out. So I guess then I want to see what's going to happen with the OBJ thing. Anything else interesting went on in my life? Well, relax. I'm going to tell you, I took a Wicklander. Wicklander Zawowski interrogation and interviewing class and renewed. And I don't want to say renewed my certification because I don't think, not 100% sure, but I don't think they expire. I've taken this class before. And so I've taken the beginners, I've taken the advanced class. So this was just kind of like a refresher course or whatever. But I did receive another, receive a certification for it. And um, it's a great class. It, it's a great class. If you work in any field where you have to do interviews or interrogations, this is definitely a class you should take it doesn't a lot of people get misconstrued and they think that the class teaches you how to detect lies or be able to tell when people are lying while on one hand it does help you be able to tell when people are lying being dishonest to you it doesn't make you a human lie detector though at the same time it's not like you just a hundred percent can just talk to a person and be like yeah they're lying but it will help you to be able to box a person in with your questioning, with your line of questioning to the point where they don't have an out. They don't have a way. Basically, what it teaches you to do in the short form of it is it'll teach you how to run a line of questioning that takes away the possible answers made up answers the lies that a person can tell the escape routes so like let's say for instance if if you wanted to uh, let's say let's say there's a, a, a box of shoes box of shoes was missing and you think a particular person stole your shoes so you just basically run a line of questioning without being accusatory 
you know, you just ask him, you know, things like, I'm just shooting from the hip right now. Like, uh, okay, so what, what's your what's your favorite shoe? What's your favorite type of shoes you like to wear? And they'll answer, oh, I like sneakers. I like bros. I like Oscars, whatever, whatever. All right, that's dope. You got, um, so what's, what was like the last pair of shoes that you bought? Uh, you know, I bought some, uh, some Oxfords last, brown Oxfords. All right, cool. Have you ever, I like bro, me, I like bros myself. You got any, have you ever bought, purchased any bros? Oh, no. I never, I never bought any bros, you know? Never? never? Hey, do you own any? You Do you have any? You ever tried warm? Nah, I haven't. I, I never wear bros. I wear the Oxfords. I like the Oxfords, you know? No? Nah, man, that was, I remember, um, I remember my first pair, pair of Oxfords that I got, they were, you know, given to me by somebody, I didn't, I didn't really like them, but I tried them out anywhere, I wore them anyway, because there was a gift, like, I'm pretty sure, you know, somebody's probably given you some bros before, right, or something like that, and I'm like, nah, I don't have any, so, you basically, that was a, a simple, uh, really didn't put much effort into that just to give you guys a kind of a glimpse of how it works so basically it's just like you've eliminated the answers of you know now when I say so tell, when I start to question you about the bros that you've that I feel like you've stolen or that I know you've stolen now you can't say that you bought them because you've already told me you've never bought a pair of bros you already told me that nobody's ever given you a pair of bros and uh, You've told me that you don't own a pair of brogues. So explain to me why, why, you, why would there be a video of you wearing a pair of brogues if you don't own any? You don't have any. It's, it's like that, but it's not. I want to get too deep into it, but because that was like, it really wasn't a great. What I just did wasn't really a great representation of how it works. Uh, maybe I'll do. You know what, maybe. If I can find me a volunteer, I'll do me a live interview for you guys just so y'all can see how it works. But I took that class, got my certification for it. It's great. I've been using that technique for probably the past mm, three, four years, something like that. Three, four years. DeVille, DeVille, what is it that you do to where you would need to interview and interrogate people? Relax, because I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) mind your business just know um i have a special set of skills develop over a long career i will find you and i will find out the truth you can't handle the truth you remember um oh great great i'm glad i thought that you remember a few good men right when what's the guy's name tom cruise tom cruise is interviewing jack nicholas Look it up on YouTube. You can find it on there. He's interviewing Jack Nicholas about the events that happened. The way that he, the way that he goes through his line of questioning to where he ends up with Jack Nicholson's character boxed in to where he's like, "You snobby little shit," or whatever he said. You snobby little bastard. That's the same as that technique. What I'm talking about. You basically you go and you you shut your some people like to call it shutting doors. You go through, and I'm going to close this door. Okay, he could say this. I'm going to shut that door. You know, he could say that. Shut that door. That would make me double back to this. 
and shut that door. You're basically eliminating answers that they can give you and leaving one clear path, one answer that is um that they have left. You can only leave them one true available answer and that'll be the truth. Because if they start backpedaling and start trying to back into one of the doors that you've already shut, boom, you got them caught up. You get, you already told me that you didn't buy the shoes. You already told me that nobody gave you the shoes. You already told me that you don't own a pair of these shoes. So where did the shoes that you have in your possession that you never bought were given to and you claim not to own? Why do you have them then? Snobby little bastard. <laughs> Yeah, man. But that's enough about that. But definitely, you can also look them up on YouTube with Landon Zawowski, Interrogation Techniques. They got a bunch of interviews on YouTube you can check out and see how it works, man. It's real. It's real dope. All right, so let's get into this movie. Falling from Grace. This is a Tyler Perry movie that was released on Netflix. Straight to Netflix movie. Um, the cast. Let's run down this cast. You got Crystal Fox. She was the main character. Felicia Rashad. You might know her from the Cosby show. She was um, the main character's best friend. You had Bruce Webb and Mercad Brooks, I think. And Cicely Tyson was in the movie. And of course, Tyler Perry finds a way to work his way into every movie that he produces. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, say this up front. I'm not particularly, necessarily, a fan of Tyler Perry films. I just feel like most of them, the plots are way similar. They're, they're real close to each other. You know, you have a woman in distress or... A woman doing pretty bad then the prince charming guy shows up and you know there's some crazy guy in there and i guess they're pretty much all fall into all <laughs> they pretty much fall all into the same category for the most part there are i'm not gonna act like there aren't tyler Perry films that i enjoy daddy's little girl i like that one um family that prays thought that was cool i even like the one that everybody hated what was it called Alcrimony, Alcrimony, or something like that. I thought that was a decent. It was a decent movie. It wasn't a great movie. It was decent. It kept my attention. But this right here, this Fall from Grace, I didn't care for it at all. It wasn't a horrible movie. It was just things about it that I didn't necessarily like. Now, as far as so, I'm just gonna run through what I didn't care for about this movie. Number one, the plot. The plot seemed kind of forced. You know, the whole way that the movie got started and the story um, was pushed. You know, you had someone in there that was basically just doing way too much without any real reason to be doing it. And they were just kind of trying to trying to force that on us. And the movie didn't really move slow, though. It was good. It had a nice pace to it. Had a decent play, decent pace. Story was kind of, I mean, it was off and on. Story was kind of hit or miss for me. But then they did have a plot twist at the end that was dope. But it would have been better. To me, it would have been better if it had been more explained why what was going on. 
what's going on. They didn't really delve into it too deep, but then the way it ended, it did kind of leave it open for, um, I guess, maybe a prequel or something like that. They might be uh, kind of uh, hitting that. But overall, the plot, it was kind of bad. It, it wasn't horrible, but it was kind of bad. But I could have dealt with it. I could have dealt with it, but... <clears throat> The thing that really caught me, that really threw me off was the production of the movie. The movie didn't look good. Now, in every good movie, a good movie, when you're watching a good movie, it should become a point where you are, you feel like you're a part of the movie. You feel like you're in the movie. You start feeling concerned for the people in the movie. You start to build attachments to the people in the movie. And you kind of, in a sense, lose yourself and forget that you are just spectating this movie. Like when I watched, for example, Avengers Endgame. I was in the movie like, uh, edge of the seat type of situation. That was just me. But that is my favorite genre of movies. Even when I watched, uh, what was the last thriller? This because this is a thriller. What's the last thriller that I watched? It was the movie with Megan Good and, and that guy. Uh, visitor, house guest, something like that. Where The movie where they, they, they buy a house from the guy. And the guy basically like never leaves the house. I was think that was the last thriller I watched before this one. And even with that one, it was like... It was a point where I'm sitting here and I'm talking to the people in my house. Like, why... Are you not listening to your husband? You need to listen to your husband. This guy is freaking bonkers. But no. So, basically, story. <laughs> I didn't get that out of that. Because of the production. Took me out of it. Uh, things like the wigs. For some reason, Tyler Perry has the horrible wigs. Ever in this movie. Now, people. I even saw people on Facebook. On social media saying that... Uh, he ordered the wigs off of Wish. <laughs> I know he did, but they were bad. Especially these were wigs that men were wearing, right? And in this day and age where the things they're doing with male hair, piece, hair pieces now, if you just go on YouTube and just search uh, weed for men or hair pieces for men, specifically black men, like they, there are people out here, they're giving these guys dreads they're giving these guys 360 waves with the hair pieces they're giving these guys afros any type of hair that a man wants you can get in these pieces i think they said the pieces cost like five six hundred dollars and you know you have some that are like two week pieces some that are weak some you can wear for a month like why could you not just go out and get one of these uh professionals to just do you a piece for the movie you could award for months for like a month or two but no, they had these horrible looking wigs. I think Tyler Perry used the same wig that he used for Uncle Joe in the Medea movies. It was bad. Tyler Perry's acting was bad too. Coffee, that's all I'm gonna tell you. Coffee, now. It was weird, man, I ain't like it. I ain't like it at all, but that took me out of the movie. When you're seeing this, this, these different, you know, just that bad costume, it was like, ah. Uh, can't really get into it because I can't stop looking at this dude's hair right and then there was a scene I'm gonna tell you a scene it's not gonna influence the movie one way or the other but there was a scene where they're in a restaurant now I'm watching this movie 
and I'm flipping through Facebook simultaneously. That shows you how much interest, how well this movie was holding my interest because I was watching and I'm looking up and looking down at Facebook and <laughs> I saw what they were calling out on Facebook in the movie at the same exact time that I was watching the movie. There's a scene where there's a restaurant and not the main characters, but some side characters that are sitting off to the side of the main characters, a couple, older white man and a black lady sitting over to the side. And the guy's drinking out of a cup and the cup has nothing in it, nothing, no water, no ice, no juice. It's a, and it's a clear cup. It's just an empty, clear cup. This dude is drinking out of an empty, clear cup. How nobody caught that in production or in post-production is beyond me. But to make it even worse, to make matters even worse, the guy then picks up his fork, pokes around at the food, takes the fork from the food to his mouth. Nothing on the fork, nothing at all doesn't even really stick the fork in his mouth just kind of puts the fork up into his mouth and starts chewing away bro bro so that's for the people from the peppermint committee saying yeah DeVille DeVille if you were looking at your phone during the movie then you couldn't have really been paying attention to the movie I was paying attention enough to the movie to realize that this guy was drinking out of empty glass number one and that he stuck a fork in his mouth with no food on it number two and that these guys had horrible, horrible hair pieces. Three. So, yeah. One was the worst movie I've seen. I mean, of course, you got Tremors. <laughs> Y'all remember Tremors with the Graboids? Growing through the ground, grabbing people. Yeah, you got Tremors. That was worse. It wasn't overall, though. I'm going to say this. In, in uh, After Sight. Because After Sight is 2020, right? And after sight, the movie wasn't horrible, but it wasn't the best movie either. I could see it like a USA, like a USA movie or a Lifetime movie or something like that. But Netflix, I feel like you got to come harder for Netflix. And the basic story of the movie is the same as a lot of the movies that he makes. You know, woman in distress, going through some things, meets guy, guy sweeps her off her feet. Turns out to be a douche. <laughs> it was... Now, of course, as I said, the plot twist that came in, was it did kind of put a jump in the movie, but at the same time, it wasn't really enough of the plot to really give the movie any... It was just... No, just a little... Let me stop making these noises before people come out of the back of this house and... <laughs> yes, yes, my studio is currently still in my house. But yeah, for people come from the back there and trying to figure out what I'm doing up here, they probably think I'm up here watching pronos or something. But either way, man, the, is the movie worth checking out? Yes. Is it gonna anybody gonna win an Oscar from this movie? No. Did the movie deserve the hype that it was getting? Because this movie was getting a hyped up since I think Friday. I watched it Saturday. I think I started seeing this movie like Friday, maybe Thursday. I'm not sure. But everybody all down my timeline. Falling from Grace. Falling from Grace. Oh, Falling from Grace. Oh, this movie's so good. Oh, Falling from Grace. 
I wasn't even watching the movie. It wasn't even my intention to watch the movie. I was playing Call of Duty because Call of Duty had double XP weekend, double XP on weapons and double XP for gameplay. So I was playing Call of Duty. And I just happened to look back and notice that I actually was watching this movie. So I was like, that's the movie that everybody's talking about, the Tyler Perry movie. And she said, yeah. So I kind of stopped and went over there to check it out just for the sake of checking it out. And then just so happened, somebody asked me, DeVille, what do you think about the movie? I think it was, eh. I said, I think it was, eh. But either way, y'all didn't come here for that, did you? Y'all came here for some discipline. Discipline of the day. You're going to reach a point where you're going to be successful. Things are going to be good for you. Things are going to be going right for you. At that point is not the point where you want to start making bad decisions, putting out bad product, putting out a half-assed product, putting out subpar work, especially when you have a reputation for doing greatness. Because all it takes is for one, one bad review, one bad uh, uh, product, one shirt that, that the neck falls out of. And that'll be your reputation for the rest of your career. Be disciplined enough to try to give at least, at least the same quality of product that you did on your last project consistently. Sometimes you can't do better, but you can always do worse. I think that's the problem that a lot of us have. We get into a space where we're trying to do better. We want this one to be better than the last one we did. We want this one to be bigger than the last one we did. You can't always do better. Sometimes it just is what it is, and you, this is what you do. This is your niche, and you stay in that niche. That's what made, has made Tyler Perry so successful for so long, is that he found his niche, he found his lane, he found his consumer, and he created product that was specifically aimed at his consumer. He found out who his people were, and he gave them a product that they enjoyed enjoy it thank y'all for tuning in to thoughts about the vld out of podcast i love each and every last one of y'all remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated every day because at least you made a difference then thank y'all for tuning in man i'm out of here peace mm-hmm.